Get your browser on and see if it's IE Firefox Chrome Safari. Get on it. Get on the Crystal Show right now. I am Crystal Hickerson, and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show. There's too many free meals out here, folks. I want the cheddar biscuits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to be nice. We're going to talk. We're going to get real down and dirty. Hi, guys. My name's Bessie. You're on the Crystal Show. Yeah, I didn't call for you to make fun of me. I, 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 I I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you and a little bit at you. People say, well, don't talk about religion and politics. I say, right. yes, talk about it. Talk about it because what do you want to go to a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't like her. I mean, how how old are we? What grade are we in? One man, American crime wave. Because the feds knew. Y'all might have to come back and that's going to be a whole different show altogether. That's what I'm talking about. I, 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 Make some noise. Make some noise. All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to The Crystal Show featuring Dre. It is Thursday night, and you are right where you ought to be. Thank you so much for tuning in live or listening in on the podcast or listening in on Beach Life Radio. Hello, Beach Lifers. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you are listening live and you would like at any time to call in and voice your opinion on tonight's topic, please dial 657-383-0554. That's 657-383-0554 and press 1 on your dial pad if you are wanting to comment. Or you can simply dial that number and just listen to the show. Uh, make sure that also you can tune in uh, all on our Blog Talk Radio site, which is blogtalkradio.com slash crystalshow1. And you can chat live with us and just go into the chat room and type in what you want to say and we will air it on we'll read it on the air right now right then all right or you can visit us on twitter at crystal show one and you can hashtag crystal show talk and you can tweet us as we are doing it live so we're tweeting and we're chatting and we're talking we're doing it all (laughs) all right but to find out more about the crystal show make sure you Go to thecrystalshow.com, like us on Facebook at The Crystal Show 1, and of course, again, follow us on Twitter at Crystal Show 1. What up, Dre? What up, what up, what up, folks? It's, uh, yeah, they're doing the NBA draft right now, which I don't care about, and hockey season You know, I've heard so many people say that, that they don't care about the NBA draft, but they really love the, the NFL draft. What is that about? Yeah, it's because it's, <laughs> what is that? It's, it's the it's the NBA. And I really don't like them. I only watch the I only watch the NBA during the playoffs, and that's it. I don't care about mm-hmm. the season because it's so freaking long, and I don't <laughs> you know like long. you don't miss anything. Why is it's that? very long? And I, I and I don't like it. I'd rather watch okay, college basketball or any course college the same? Know, football. Isn't baseball Baseball's like, like hundred something long as well? Yeah, but like you have long. to. Re- you have to really be a fan of baseball in order to sit through an entire season. Like, yeah. really, really be a fan. Because their games, the, only... the, the games are long themselves, and yeah. then the season's long. So you're talking about from April all the way to October. Yeah, my God. You know, spring and summer and part of fall. So, yeah, but, I mean, I don't care about the NBA draft. I, I, I really do not care. They can really do whatever. I don't care. 
but that's okay because I'm here, so I don't, I don't even care because I'm, I'm, I'm here on the Crystal Show, so it doesn't really matter what's on TV right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm here. Hi. All right. What's up, Beach Lifers? <laughs> yeah, Beach Life Radio. <laughs> Miami. All that. Yeah, Florida. Hey, Flor- Floridians. That's, aren't you a Floridian? Dre, you're Floridian. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. Floridian in the house. <laughs> in the house. All right. Well, let me tell you who else is in the house. We have uh, a guest on the show that we're going to talk to. Her name is Julia Loggins, and she is the author of a couple of books. One book that she wrote in, back in uh, 2012 was Dare to Detoxify. Ouch. i got to ask her about that because I'm always terrified of detoxifying. You know, I just think I'm going to be on the toilet, like, forever, and I can't even go to work or Ew, anything. really? Uh, no, I know. Okay, well, anyway, uh, but her current <laughs> book that's out now that we are talking about tonight is It Takes Guts to Be Happy, and which will be a great segue into our uh, main topic tonight, which is love. Is it socially accepted insanity? I say yes. <laughs> I do, All too. Right. <laughs> right. Now, first of all, um, uh, Julia Loggins, she began the study of regenerative, re- oh my God, did I just, see, I really? knew I was going to do that. <laughs> re- regenerative? Thank you. Medicine, uh, <laughs> by saving her own <laughs> life after a childhood oh, wow. of life-threatening illness and disease, including asthma, rheumatoid, arthritis, I said that correctly, uh, bleeding ulcers, allergies, and Blood sugar issues. Oh my God, we gotta get her on here before anything else happens. Um, (laughs) Well, all right. Well, let's welcome on. Please help me, guys. Welcome on, Julia Loggins to the Krista Show. Hello, Julia. How are you? Hello, Krista. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're very welcome. Now, okay. Again, I I do. I want you to explain first of all, just for me. (laughs) Yes. Um, what happens to the body when you detoxify? Because I have read okay. up on it, I have tried it, and um, no, I haven't tried it. I have um, tried looking into it and researching, and I get terrified every time I read what happens to you, or at least when what you, they say. So help me. When you <laughs> okay, detoxify? Before, before well, you, okay, before, go ahead. Before, before you get started, Julia, I just have to ask this one question. Yes. Okay. Are you related to Kenny? Yes. I, he's my <laughs> former husband. Oh my God! Are you Shut serious? Shut up! Shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? The father, really? The father of my two children? Absolutely. <laughs> Shut oh. up! We're talking highway to the danger zone. Meet me halfway across the line. Foot loose. Kenny oh Loggins, really? You got it. Oh my God! Okay. <laughs> I should have That's freaking awesome, yeah. man. I'm telling you. I know. I know. It's both ex-husband. We're not going to prune out on him all night. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're not. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Please continue. I know. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> We're very good that. friends. So you, can, you can ask. Okay. Do you get that yeah. a lot? <laughs> Do you get that a lot from people? Asking oh, absolutely. Know? I get it all the time. <laughs> that's okay. I'm something I'm very, you know, proud of and happy about and and is a wonderful part of my journey. Okay, well, good. <laughs> if we didn't want to bring up somebody that you hated now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Speaking yeah, we're of very good, good friends. It's a good segue into detoxifying. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah. So tell me about what what that means when someone detoxifies your body. Okay, and I'm actually curious to hear exactly what you mean because given what I was hearing you say about it, that it sounded scary and crazy and that you wouldn't leave the bathroom, it made me wonder what exactly it meant to you because I have a feeling it may mean something different to a lot of people. And so what what exactly does that mean to you? Would you just like me to tell you what my picture is of it? Okay, for me, every time I read, I, I, I see something that says about detoxifying. First, I, I know that it's supposed to cleanse out your toxins within your body, which I'm sure I need. And then it talks about a lot about the colon and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. And see, you know, when when you mention the colon, I'm like, oh, ugh. And then um, some of the things that I've read, they always give you, like, this little cautionary, and, like, in the first few days, Make sure that you're close to a bathroom. And I, that may have been that particular one I was looking <laughs> at. But um, so I've had this imprinted in my brain. So I tend to be fearful of it, even though I think it's something that I could probably really benefit from. Oh, absolutely. You know, the colon, which is the last six feet of your small intestine, can hold 20 to 30 pounds of waste. And oh that's even, yeah, that's even in people that are small and thin. I have lots of clients that come in and, you know, with beautiful figures, beautiful bodies, and there's just a vast amount of waste that our bodies hold on to. It's their way of protecting us. And also our bodies really weren't designed to eliminate or assimilate something that wasn't on the earth when we were evolving. So all the toxins, poisons, preservatives that are in our foods and in our environment get trapped in our bodies. And that's really the main reason why detoxification is so critical to health and well-being and to happiness. Now, um, which I guess goes to your um, title of your book, (laughs) Um, which, you know, which is it takes guts to be happy, and <laughs> and you know a lot of times when we when we think about dieting, um, we think about stopping everything, everything of joy. Right. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> that's the old way, but that's not how we're thinking of it anymore. Right. So that's that's I think what a lot of people that you know they're what causes them not to start dieting or changing their their natural habits. Because I, you know, they feel, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be joyful anymore. I can't eat anything I like, and I can't do anything I like anymore. And so, um, so please tell us what really is the importance of your health inside of your intestines, and, and that's what really your gut is, right? Just your large and small intestines. Absolutely, your large and your small intestines. Sometimes people, you know would put your whole digestive tract in there. But the reason that it's so important is that there are more nerves in your gut than anywhere else. And there are actually more, there's a a neurotransmitter that is, um, produces something called serotonin, which you've probably heard of before. It's found in your brain. It's the, you know, the happiness, what people, you know, refer to as what makes us happy. There is more of that, there's 90% of that is in our gut. 
So the science has proven over the last decade that the source of that, where that is made in our bodies, is in our gut, not in our brain. And when our colons are impacted, when we're toxic, that's where things like depression come from, lethargy, autoimmune issues, and let alone just that feeling of well-being and the difference between feeling really good when you get up in the morning. And that level of serotonin, which we all hear about, is in our gut. And that's why I called the book, It Takes Guts to Be Happy, because what I want to do is educate people about where a source of their happiness is. It's not just about about the detoxifications for some kind of a moral higher ground, but really for that level of you know, brightness, energy, and vitality, and and sense of optimism that Mm -hmm. so many people are missing and that we all really deserve to have. And, you know, uh, yeah, because, you know, you think the food, period, is how we, you know, we think of happiness with, with our food, which, of course, you know, speaks to what I just said about not being happy if you're dieting or changing your, your habits. So, you know, what can we do to improve our health? I mean, what what should we be eating or not eating or or um, or how does one start um, detoxifying? And I know that was like three or four questions. Well, you know, a super easy, you know, j- just to make it really easy for you and your listeners to kind of mm-hmm. wrap their arms around this, it's one of the great things to do is you can go to my website, julialoggins.com, and you can click on the um, – site where it says 21 days of gut tips and you can get 21 days of tips of things that are practical, easy and simple that you can do mm-hmm. to improve your gut health. And I none of my clients feel like they're giving up what they love. Detoxification okay. is about seasonally taking care of ourselves, picking three or four times a year where we're going to spend a week or a two weeks or a month and we're going to be on a cleaner diet. We're going to do some cleansing rituals, and mm-hmm. that will allow people that are already strong and healthy to stay that way and not feel like the ox is going to fall and they're going to become vulnerable to so many of the illnesses and diseases that people have. So it's really about choosing certain times of the year where we are going to take care of ourselves so that the rest of the time we can really enjoy our lives. It's you know, my program is not about restriction and limitation and being paranoid about a toxic world. It's about being very clear-eyed about it and choosing some things to do that can protect ourselves so that we can enjoy the things that we love. Now, that kind of brings me to, like, um, like some of the religions that, that cause you to fast. Now, is that similar to fasting? Well, you know, it's... Those religions, you know, the the basis of those all come from natural indigenous traditions where fasting and cleansing was part of the, you know, were always part of the traditions. And you're right, this has been done since the beginning of time. It's so much more important now because we all come in contact with up to 2,500 chemicals a day. We can't control this. This is this is all the stuff that we can't control. All we can do is to choose periods of time where we periodically cleanse ourselves. And and because of the level of toxicity in our environment and not wanting to be paranoid and crazy about it, just to do our lives the best we can, 
I really predict that cleansing and detoxification is just going to become as common to people as washing their hands. Because remember, there's a period of time in history when, you know, um, washing hands was thought of as completely irrelevant. And now that's just something we do when we come in before we eat is wash our hands. Detoxification and cleansing is going to become that common and familiar to us. It's just going to become a part of our routine and how we live in the world as we figure out how to clean it up. All right. Um, now, Dre, do you have any questions about detoxifying? Um, I'm still kind of stuck on the fact that there's six feet of colon of, of intestine inside my body. <laughs> I'm five foot yeah. three, so <laughs> it's got to be like really small and compact and like really squished down or something. I don't know. <laughs> but but I mean, I I guess like okay, and you mentioned like you know the whole. The, the indigenous diets and things of that nature, because I know Ramadan's coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So Right. Um, but now here's the thing. Now, and you said that there's certain things that we can't help because of the fact that the way that food is processed and packaged, when it, well, when it goes can, to... We can, you know, there's, we can certainly help it by eating organic food, by eating whole foods, by, okay. uh, you know, by shopping at farms and... Um, not only health food stores, but really shopping as locally as we can by knowing where our food comes from and Mm. controlling it as much as we can. But I really feel like my program is, and what I believe in, is that there's, I don't want to put such a huge level of stress on people that if they feel like they're not eating perfectly all the time, that all is lost because people just tend to become overwhelmed when they feel that, that it's just about doing the best we can as much as the, as much of the time as we can, and then creating periods of time where we consciously decide that we're going to do even better than that. And, and that we we do that as a really it's not as a sense of limitation it's really a gift to ourselves because during when when my clients are going through those cleanses they feel so fantastic they want to do it forever it's it, oh, they wow. don't feel limited they feel fantastic and you know mm-hmm. how it is when you, anything you're doing where you feel that great it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden you know whatever it is you might not be doing at that moment pales in comparison to a sense of, you know, vitality and strength and and just feeling really happy and good. And, you know, there's lots of people that wake up in the morning and they don't feel that. No, no. <laughs> you like crap. So, <laughs> and you go grab coffee. <laughs> how do you feel when you wake up in the morning, Crystal? <laughs> like crap. And then I get, uh, you know, oh. I have to get coffee. And uh-huh. so... You know, and then I have to have something to eat with it because otherwise then I'll feel even crappier of the caffeine running right. through me. Right, the caffeine uh, and the acid in your stomach, right? Right. So, and then, you know, there's, in, you know, there's some simple no, things you can do, though. So you don't have to feel that, you know, that there's that there's too many things to to try at one time. Just start with drinking some, when you first wake up in the morning and you're feeling kind of crappy, there may be, there's probably your body may just be a little too acid because there's an acid-alkaline balance that's very important to how we feel. So if you just squeeze a lemon into a glass of water and drink that before you do your coffee and before you do your next thing, you do that every day for a week, you're going to feel better. Wow. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. Anyone wait, can do it. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying do a lemon. Squeeze, a, squeeze lemon. a lemon. 
Yeah, a lemon into a glass of water. When you, into first a glass thing when you wake up in the morning. And drink that before I get my coffee. That's right. Drink it before. Well, you know, wait 10, 15 minutes before you don't do it like your coffee in the next two minutes. But do it first no. <laughs> because that will alkalize your body and mm-hmm. that will kind of allow your digestive system to get going. And then the, it's good that, you know, the first thing you put into it isn't something like an acidic cup of coffee. I'm not saying don't drink the coffee. I'm just saying take do that lemon juice first. Because if you start doing little tiny things that make yourself feel better, it mm-hmm. just builds on itself. It just that's I've never had to beat my clients into big life changes. It just organically happens, little tiny things at a time. A glass of water with lemon juice in it, you can do that a couple of times a day, keeping your protein levels up, you know, making sure you're getting some green vegetables. Just so seems like okay, now what I have been doing lately and this is probably probably been within the past year. Um I've gotten away personally from like fried foods. Much as I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm from the south, so you. that's that's our that's our staple down here in Florida and the south. Oh, so, nice. but you know, I I do a lot of baking with my chicken and my fish and stuff like that. And I think I'm gonna eat a steak like once every six months. So, and I had a steak for Father's Day. But you know, I mean, is that that's fantastic? I do like the, that's- yeah, that's great. Getting away from fried foods really hard on your stomach and your heart and baking. No, you're doing that's fantastic. And one other little thing that you could do that will really take that a long way too is if you add something into your diet called food enzymes. There's just something you can buy at this health food store. They duplicate the enzymes the um, which are natural to your stomach, to your gut, and they allow your food to digest even better, which means it'll give you more energy. You know, sometimes if you eat a meal and you feel really sleepy after, that's not mm-hmm. having enough enzymes. And that will keep you from that 3 or 4 or 5 p.m. crash. And it's right. also fantastic for keeping your metabolism high and helping weight loss. It's really good for people with allergies and things like that because it's so good for the immune system. And it's an easy thing to do. Just go to the health food store, ask for digestive enzymes. And it's one of the things that will, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, it's a perfect thing to put into your diet to include with your meals. But I'm very happy about your eating your, you know, baking your chickens and and, you know, getting away from five foods. A plus. <laughs> oh, cool. Thank well, you. I know, Julia, you are, you, Julia, you're doing something um, amazing right now. You are um, giving away your book uh, free free for download, correct? Tell us about That's that. Right. I'm giving away It Takes Guts to Be Happy. Just go to Amazon. I'm giving away a free download. Just press, um, you buy it, you buy a Kindle for free. You don't have to have a Kindle. You just buy it, you know, just press the button that says buy a Kindle for free, and you will get a free download of my new book. Now, that's amazing. That's happening today and tomorrow. Today, exactly, today and tomorrow. And then if you go to my website, julialoggins.com, you can get the 21 days of free gut tips, and they will come to your you know, email every single day for 21 days. You'll get a very practical, entertaining tip about something you can do for your digestion that's easy and simple and immediately will work in your life. Oh, wow. See, guys, you don't even have to buy the book right now. That's (laughs) right. You don't even have to buy it. 
right. So if you're no, listening, no, excu- no excuses for gut health. No excuses not to be happy. This is right. the moment. No excuses. <laughs> no well, thank excuses. You so much. Thank you so much, oh, Julia. Thank you for so much for having me. Show. You gave us uh, some amazing points, and you have helped me, and I don't feel so scared now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Call me, and you can come out to Santa Barbara, and we can do a detox of vacation. Oh my God, that sounds great. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we can on. do the show on lo- we can do the show on location in Santa Barbara. Oh, that sounds oh, okay. fantastic! Um, that would be a blast. We will do it. Nice. Thanks, Julia, so much. And You're uh, thanks so for welcome. Much the show. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Julia. Because I love it that, you know, we talk about it, but you can also go and you can download it right now for free. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, so you don't you know, you don't have to spend your hard earned money right now if you don't know what to do, but even if you missed it and you're listening on a day where this is gone, see, you should have been listening live. But it uh-huh. sucks to be you. All right, sucks to be you, because at the time you're listening, I already have it. Um, you can still go to her site, julialoggins.com, and um, get those 21 days. That's cool in your email, because, you know, something to remind that's, you of what's happening. That's, what's that's pretty on. cool. I, I didn't – she made it seem fun you know, and, right. and, not, and, less, and less painful. <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> so it drives me like a little. It does. It totally scared me. But you guess what? I have one of my favorite songs by Kenny Loggins, and we'll just just sing right now. Somebody, you know somebody who knows somebody famous, and now she's famous too. So 
that's like really rock. So you people that don't call in, you miss out on some stupid cool stuff. Get on the phone, man. Just saying. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into our topic tonight, which yeah. is love. Socially accepted in fucking sanity. One of the many Certifiable reasons. Certifiable insane. Certifiable. I am crazy. Certifiable. All right, um, I want to read off a few things before we get into the topic, because I want you guys, of course, here on The Crystal Show, we love to educate you. Um, <laughs> if you think you're crazy uh, when you meet somebody and things are weird and you don't know what you're doing and you walk into walls and <laughs> you're stumbling over your words and you can't breathe, there's a reason for that. <laughs> love, being in love, floods your system with mood-altering chemicals, and this don't take it from me. This is Helen Fisher, Ph.D., author of Why We Love. She says that these chemicals throw off your normal brain chemistry, tampering with your common sense and judgment. It's called falling in love for a reason. It comes upon us quickly <clears throat> and knocks us off our feet. And this explains uh, Pamela Regan, who is another Ph.D., professor of psychology of California State University in L.A., and she says that all the emotional tumult and can trigger obsessive, impulsive actions. So, yes, you do go a little crazy when you fall in love or in lust or whatever. Um, oh God! Mm-hmm. And you know it is—it's—it's it's something that happens in our body. And one doctor, and we'll—we'll we'll talk about this a little later. Was again Helen, Helen Fisher. She says that being in love is like being addicted to crack cocaine. It's the same basic symptoms <laughs> because wow. it, it affects the same um, pleasure parts of the brain. Endorphins, um, it floods, you know, with endorphins and, and just what, you know, um, Julia was just talking about, you know, those types of things that flood our system in order for us to continue to do it. To do it. And so, so basically, a crack-addicted person just wants love. That's all they want. That's why so I love is love is making me turn into Pookie, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. You see, it's just, crack it's just calling me. It's just calling me. It's calling, calling me. me. Exactly. It's the same shit. All right. Um, all right. We see we oh, have a caller on the line. Um, if you're from the 901, hey, how are you doing? Um, you just press one on your dial pad if you want to talk. Otherwise, just keep on listening. Uh, but yeah, the um, the act of falling in love. I already always knew that because I'm sane until I fall in love, and I watch other people. They're fine. That's why you know how you um you you know you have your boys and they're cool and everything's great. You're watching football. Mm-hmm. You're just chilling. You're having a great time, and then all of a sudden. You don't see this nigga for a long time. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to say that. <laughs> you don't see President him for a, while, for a while, right? And so you're like, what happened? You know, what happened to you? What's wrong with you? He's like, oh, yeah, I met this girl. Yeah, he's gone crazy. You know, he's certifiable. That's why you haven't seen him. All right. In the chat room, conversations. What up, conversations? He says that love is a function of value maximization okay he or she is about as good as i'm going to get voila love you know (laughs) well yeah i mean it's crazy it's a crazy thought process 
And um, hello in the 901 area code. Give us your name and exactly where you're calling from. And what's your sign, too? <laughs> hello. You're on the air. Crystal Lennon, 731. Oh, okay. Well, you're showing up 901. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. Who's this? Judy. This is this is Judy. Yeah, I know your I know your voice. Um, Judy. No. <laughs> yes, Judy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you got go it. ahead. Well, no, um, so yeah, that, that that is what happens when we get in love or in lust. We understand mm-hmm. we're flooded with endorphins. So, how do we reverse that? That once we realize that that's happening and we're being flooded with all of those emotions and we identify with that, that that's what's going on with us and it may or may not be love or whatever. So how do we reverse that? I don't know. You get the hell away from them. <laughs> like, I think we're falling Stay the fuck away from me. Good question. So how do we reverse the psychosis that is love that makes you crazy, insane? Right, right, exactly. So like you, like, like, yeah, like the level of intensity with the endorphins, like you were describing, the butterflies and all of that. As we wean our way away from this individual, so those chemicals should uh, decrease, right? Yeah, and, actually, they yeah, yeah they they do decrease once the further away you are from them, and um, you know that you're not yeah. spending as much time with them or whatever. Then yeah, it does decrease. And the reason why we have that anyway, and I'm just spitballing here, speculating, um, is that we have to procreate the race um, of the human race. And if if sex and being in love and being bonded to a person was not something that actually we enjoyed, then we wouldn't do it. I mean, who the hell would do that? <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, who would do this? Who would, who would take yourself, you, you fall in love, you're taking yourself away from what you liked before. I mean, yeah, you get a friend or some shit, but, um, but they're usually driving you crazy. You know, they, you know, they're taking you away from your, your regular life. They are, you know, they're in your ear all the time, and your friends are looking at you like, dude, just leave them alone. <laughs> you don't have to go over there. But you do, and it's like it's driving you insane that you love them. You hate that you, I love you, and I hate that, you know. It, but it's there because we we need to be bonded. Now, most the rest of the time of our lives, when, once we've already procreated, I've had my kids, and I'm good. I've given back to the earth. So... And and I don't need to do this anymore, but we still do because those endorphins are still in our body to do that. So, so what is the craziest thing, Judy, you've ever done, or that you felt was something that you do? I guess when you fall in oh, love. Oh God, the craziest thing that I've ever done was give up all the things that meant the world to me. Before mm-hmm. I met this guy, and I thought he was the one. Next thing I know, I had. Uh, lost a part of myself because I was so into him and trying to please him and everything, the whole world revolved around him. And so at that time, I lost me. And so that was what was so devastating about that and not being able to identify what was going on. Now, this was at a very young age. 
you know that happens a lot you know people do like lose themselves and i i've i'm of that i guess personality where i well, i used to be not anymore but i <laughs> of that personality where i did lose myself and and for me it was because all of my focus was on them and their life making them happy and that's just a natural part of my personality i guess but um I, I lost myself because I didn't, I didn't care or pay attention to my happiness because I thought my happiness meant they were happy, you know. So I, I had to focus on them, and then in that process, I lost who I was, you know. It was insane, wasn't it? It was insane, wasn't it? It was totally insane. It was ridiculous. I, I look yeah. back and go, oh, oh yeah. hell, <laughs> was I thinking? I'll tell you what. And, but here's the thing, though. I, I think that if there's... Anybody that hasn't done something crazy in the, all in the name of love, mm-hmm. I think that's another form of crazy. Because I really think it's something that you have to experience at least once in your life. You have to experience the whole heart skipping a beat, butterflies, and the birds chirping, and the carpenters playing in the background and everything. And then the flip side of it, when your heart gets rinsed out and stuck in a bloody blender and, you know, ripped to shreds, and all that stuff, all in the name of love. So if you have not experienced either one of those, you haven't lived mm-hmm. yet. I'm telling you, it's like a yeah. roller coaster. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster, right? Well, you know, the best part about love is is the beginning. Is the um, and if you're lucky, you'll go past the beginning and you'll have a middle, a very nice middle, and um, hopefully you won't have an end. But if you have an end, you've had all those three parts. I've had a lot of beginnings. And very abrupt ending, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean the beginning is good. Just what you just said, you know, the butterflies, the um, you know, feeling anxious, feeling like you can't wait to see them, um, you can't, um, you can't wait to hear their voice. You know, you now you can text them like a million times a day, or you get to call them. I remember one time I was um, a few years back, I was in a relationship, I was very much in love, and. I realized that I was spending a lot of time on the phone with him. And he would just call, like, in the middle of the day, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm at work. But, you know, I didn't care because I wasn't getting anything done. And actually, that's happened to me a few times where I've messed up at work. Like, I, you know, I've just completely lost my train of thought because all I was doing was thinking about him. And then if I wasn't thinking about him, I was on the phone with him. It was just ridiculous. It was – that's insane, <laughs> you know, but I, at the time, I was just, I was like in some euphoric state. I couldn't think. You're getting chills all the time. It, and it was just, it's insanity. <laughs> I don't know. If I, am I alone in this? I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, I just look back at that. And I'm like, how did I even manage to have enough brain cells to move? You know, to get my my legs to move? Because I was literally just consumed with, you know, thinking yeah. about this person or whatever. And it that is it's crazy. Good. It is it, it does. Really crazy. It feels it feels so good to be loved so bad. But mm-hmm. no, when when they do something terrible to you and then your and your brain says, Okay, this is wrong, the red flag is there and you continue mm-hmm. the relationship, you continue to talk as if it's gonna magically disappear. And that's that's another thing that, that 
we when we feel that we're in love, we do that. We begin to make excuses, and, and that goes into another a whole another level of insanity when we began. Women began to make excuses for someone else's behavior. Right. And well, you, you know, you know this. You know the relationship is toxic, and you need to detox like right away. But your brain says no; those chemicals have to be taking over, or something, not to be. You know, because there's a reasoning part of your brain that says stop. You know, because we we like we're we like to preserve ourselves. We're humans, so we want to preserve. We're very, you know, we want to preserve our life, health, etc. But then when that happens, there the chemicals are again. It's like a conflict in the brain of something that's going on. And, you know, you put up with it, and it gets into the battered relationship. That's how all these women get battered and beat up, and they settle for less because of just what we're talking about, the insanity. Right. Right. Yeah. And I tell you what, I I, I recently, and actually within two, two days ago, Actually, I emailed an ex. Out of the blue. I mean, literally out of the blue, man. It was like I emailed her, and I, and it was funny because I was like, you know, hey, you know, I know you probably don't, you know, I don't even know I'm writing this email. I don't even, I don't even know if you're going to acknowledge this, but I just wanted to say hi, and I hope you're doing well, <laughs> and have a good day, and blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Two minutes later, I get a response. Okay, I'm like, well, what? Good. at least you got a response. It yeah, was like, I what? mean, it was, it was, it was, it was a nice exchange of pleasantries and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And tell him she, you know, she told me, "Well, I think about you often." I'm like, "Really? Why?" Oh, you know, but the after you know, and, and but you, the, the coolest thing though about that whole thing was that she apologized mm-hmm. for any hurt that she caused me, and I thought, "Well, that was nice." Yeah, but I kind of still want to know why. But I never got a response, so it's like I guess you know whatever. But still, I mean, the the things you do when you put and you invest time into somebody, and a lot of energy and a lot of emotional energy that you could be putting towards a a hobby or anything anything like that. Anything anything else. else. I would rather sit down and watch the entourage marathon. From the beginning, all over again. That was very pleasant and very enjoyable. Sometimes, <laughs> and at the end of it, I was like, "Okay, that was cool. Let's do this again." But um, <laughs> not a relationship, you know. Well, there are three bizarro behaviors that happen when you are in love. Um, number one, you get stalkerish when you've uh, when you're head Ooh. over heel. It's normal to crave constant contact with your mate or the person of your, you know, obsession or whatever. Um, and see, we don't like to label it as obsession or as, you know, whatever, because he's like, well, I, I just want to know where they are. I remember one time I was in this relationship and I, we were like past the whole honeymoon part, you know, all that, you know, lovey-dovey stuff. We were just now we're actually in a real relationship and um i had i hadn't responded to his phone calls i don't know why i think my cell was off i don't know i don't know but anyway i got home from work and within five minutes of me walking in the door there he was and he wasn't supposed to be there he's supposed to be at work and i was like um yes 
<laughs> what is what, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he was like, Well, you didn't answer my calls all day. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, Um, I don't think my phone was. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean it was like, What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? <laughs> <laughs> really? What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, don't you? Aren't you supposed to be at work? He's like, Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna go back now. I just want to know what was going on. So it's like, What? <laughs> are you serious? You know, I was just about to calm down. I'm calming down. I'm chilling now. We're in a real relationship. Let's just chill. You know, I, I mean, we don't have to see each other every minute. You don't have to know where I am every second. But we do that. We become stalkers. And we don't like to call it that. And um, we do that now, especially now. I mean, um, at that time, I don't oh, yeah. think Facebook was really in, in at that time. You know, I wasn't a part of that or whatever. And I think, I don't know if people actually texted at that time. It was several years ago. But, um... But now it's worse because even like with exes, I mean, you could um, you could just go on their Facebook or go on whatever they frequent, their Instagram or their Twitter, and you know you see them and you go, so what what did you do today? Or what did you do last night? And he's like, oh, I don't know, I didn't do anything. I probably went to bed early. He's like, no, you didn't because you were on Facebook at twelve midnight talking about. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> It's crazy now. It's even worse. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I am, I am a pro now. Anytime that happens, I am, I am such a pro now. When that happens, and I see the signs there, they're like, oh, "Well, I called you. Why didn't you answer the phone?" Apparently, because I didn't want to talk to you. I mean, I'm so abrupt and honest with them now. <laughs> you just and so that that's. That's a good thing for me because that's that's just like a whole 180 from the way I used to be. I would explain and and I and I would fall into their little uh, uh, scenario and 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 all of that. But now it's zero tolerance for that kind of thing. If I don't call you back, it's because I didn't want to talk to you or I was busy or I was occupied. I will explain mm-hmm. that to them in the beginning. You know, right there nipping in the bud, and they're like, "Did she really say that?" Well, no, yeah, I, I, and that's exactly what I mean. But I don't go into the relationship and and not warn them. I'm like, look, A, B, C, and D. I'm, I'm zero tolerance for this type of thing. I'm I'm warning you right now before your feelings get involved and et cetera, and you go off on the deep end. I mean, I'm the uh, the other person now. I don't. I, I'm not the one that you know, it's so gullible. It's so let those mm-hmm. emotions take over anymore. I'm not that person anymore. And it feels great not to be that person anymore. To be able to well, cut it, it off, you know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm done. Oh, in, in the chat room, conversation said that, um, but if something, responding, I guess, to what I just said, but if something did happen to you and he didn't check for you until the next day, your ass would have been mad. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, uh, he said, I've been, I've been in the hospital. I've been in the hospital since yesterday, and you just now finding out you don't love me. Well, yeah, okay, conversations. You know, touche. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's not the point. The point is, I was fine, okay? Um, it'd be different if um, it was like, you know, 6 or 7 o'clock and I never heard from him again or whatever then, yeah, then you wouldn't need to wonder where I am. But I get that. Yeah, 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 but that's not the point. <laughs> that's totally not the point. All right, um, let's say hello to talk to Q. Q, how are you? Yo, I'm doing well. How's it going, everyone? 
What's up, man? Not too much, not too much. Just enjoying um, Friday Eve. <laughs> I hear you, Friday right? Eve. <laughs> so, what is your craziest experience, or what have you found that you do when you're a little, little gone in love? <laughs> gone in love. Um, yeah. gone girl. I don't. I'm a planner. Uh-oh. So uh, I get a little obsessed with planning things, uh, trips and events mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So, I mean, I'll, I'll think of something, ooh, in December we can do this. Or, you know, this festival is going on November 4th. And so, I mean, it's kind of what I do anyway. I mean, it's kind of the line of work I do. I'm, I I plan. So, uh, it could be in personal as well. I plan stuff, you mm-hmm. know, almost a year in advance sometimes. Wow. And if you're I'm, telling her this? Not no, not all the time. You know, okay. normally I, I tell her if it's something that's like coming up soon. But no, I'm okay. not going to tell her. Hey, 2017, we're going. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> 2017. Good, you had me worried there for a minute there. I was like, oh. that's a couple years away, brother. Keep it to myself. <laughs> so you you don't usually do anything like really crazy or act different when you're in a relationship. That's 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 kind of odd for you and your normal way of being? I don't think so. I'm pretty consistent. I mean, regardless of my relationship status, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of the same on and off the court, so to speak. So I, I don't really change all that much, um, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. <laughs> wow. Why is, that right. Why is that funny? Well, that's, you know, Crystal, that almost sounds like that's healthy. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to speak to that for a second. I'm insane. If, um, okay. Let's say I'm, I I meet someone like a Q. <laughs> and oh. um, we're fine. We're friends and we're chilling and whatever. And then I notice he asked me out on a date. I'm like, oh, well, okay. So we're, we're getting a little different here. Okay, all right. So we go out on our date. And then he still talks to me like he's talking to me before we started actually, you know, dating or pre, you know, preliminary dating. And um, then I'm going to think he's not interested. I think he just wanted to have a meal with a friend, you know, and talk about our business. Uh, (laughs) No, because if I were interested from the get-go, then I would be talking to you as far as flirting and things of that nature from the start. So okay. you would know if I'm interested in you, you'll know. Yeah. But you, I mean I'm saying, but you would have to ask me out first. Otherwise I mean I, I mean there would be progressions. I mean I'm not gonna sit here and say I be exactly the same, but I mean okay. there's certain pro- okay. progressions, but it's not anything extreme to where you think, you know, to where I'm a different person to where I'm just you know, running around my, like a chicken with his head cut off or something because I'm because I'm in love. You know, I'm, I'm basically the same personality. You know. Uh, okay. All right. Now, um, as far as what you guys experienced, I guess all all three actually. You know, everyone. Um, 
Is it different, do you think, within the sexes? Do you think that females react differently than men do when it comes to being in love and how they, you know, respond um, to their mate no. as they're falling and all that? Think any difference? I no? Say, I say no. I say it's the same. I've seen both extremes, you know, people with both extremes, both mm-hmm. sexes, so no. Okay, what do you think, Q? Do you think um, is a difference or is basically the same? I think basically the same. Uh, maybe at one time it was different, but I don't think it is these days. Okay. Uh, what about you, Dre? So what's the question? What Do you think that men and women are different when it comes to expressing themselves in love? Uh, yeah. Uh, I... I think, it's, yeah, I, I kind of go, I'm going to have to go with everybody else. I think it's pretty much kind of the same. I mean, there's some different nuances, but I think overall it's kind of the same because we're going to show, either show interest or we're not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I think it's pretty much kind of straightforward right down the middle. I don't think there's any, aside from just a little bit of gender nuances, it's still the mm-hmm. same universal. The conversation had a question in the chat room. Um, yeah. Okay, go ahead. He said, he said his question was, how can you tell the difference between a guy that's secure, meaning that he doesn't have or he doesn't care about what you do because he's secure in himself, and a guy that simply doesn't give an F about you because he would also not care what you do? Kind of don't understand the question, but um, <laughs> um, say, I, guess, I guess what he's saying is, how can you tell the difference between a guy that's secure and a guy that's insecure mm-hmm. or something like that, So which... Kind of, you can. I guess you, to me, you can tell. I mean, the, the guy who's insecure is going to what I like to call I hustle on your social media, and they will. I mean, they will check. They will. Go, they will go right down your timeline. I mean, they want to know where you checked in at on Swarm and Foursquare and and all that stuff. And you know, they're they're going to see what video you posted from, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, and they're checking them because they're just like that. But then there's guys that are actually, I guess, kind of normal and just don't care. They're just okay, that's her page. Well, my, I mean, it, it doesn't make a difference. It's gonna make me crazier if I go up and down her Facebook page or her Twitter feed or her Instagram page and look at all the crap that she's doing. That's just gonna make things worse for me. So why would I do that? Yeah, that's, that's a little, that's, that's insecurity, I think when people do that, or they may have a reason why they're doing that too, you know, and, and that is actually, um, another one of our bizarro behaviors that we have. We become super jealous, no matter how self-assured you are, it's normal to have romantic envy when you're with a new person. For example, you imagine that your mate is flirting with other people and when he's out or she is out with their friends. So when they're not with you, or even when they are with you, they notice, you know, I've noticed where a woman can be, I'm out with a date, and a woman can come into my, he may not see her, but I see her, <laughs> and she's like fucking amazing. So <laughs> then um, then I get like a little jittery, I guess, and I watch whether or not as she passes by, whether or not he glances, you know. I may or may not say anything, depending on my situation at the time. Um, but that's, you know, something you get a little jealous or envious or, 
whatever. I remember one time I got even got jealous of people on TV. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. really crazy. Yeah, it was really crazy. <laughs> okay, please. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I got to hear this. Insane. What? Please elaborate on this. I need you to go a little bit deeper. I want to know <laughs> what TV show it was, what time it came on, and was there no. and was Joan Collins in it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, um, oh, God, I hope he's not listening. I don't give a shit. <laughs> him. Anyway, oh, <laughs> stick it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it was one time um, where he, <laughs> yeah, one time in Van Camp. No, uh, he was really into bodybuilding, and um, he wasn't a bodybuilder himself, but he was into it. So we were watching, just so happened to be watching this um, program about female bodybuilders. And... Um, he, you know, he was commenting on their muscle structure, and he was a trainer. So, to me, logically, that's a logical thing to do for someone who is into, you know, bodybuilding and, and exercise and all that. I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. Wow! No, really? I lost. I lost it because, first of all, I wasn't a person, and still I'm not, or whatever, uh, a person who works out a lot. Okay, I always want to, but I never do. But, um, and so I compared myself in my mind to these women, and I was like, I'm nothing like them, so if he finds that attractive or thinks that's cool, then he doesn't like me, and what the fuck are you doing with me? It's like, it was just insane. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, was thinking. Yeah, so I went a little, I had a little in-fucking-sane moment, Yeah. <laughs> See, I ain't even thinking about that. Because, I mean, like, immediately afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is wrong with you? I know, I immediately was like, I am in, I'm crazy. It makes no sense. It makes no yeah. sense. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was one of my crazy right. moments. <laughs> All right, Conversation just joined in. So he's been in the chat room, and now he's with us on the phone. Conversation, what's up, brother? What's good? What's good? What's that? All right, okay, Tom, now, tell us about your craziness. Okay, now the the question I was saying, it wasn't about oh. insecurity. It was about uh security. So right, so say like 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 take me and my dating history, right? Mm-hmm. So it might be some chicks that I'm dealing with that I don't see them as long term. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just kicking with them, chilling. They may think something, you know what I'm saying, long-term may pop off, but, like, in my mind, like, nothing long-term is going to pop off. So, in that sense, I don't care I don't care about who's hitting them up on their phone. I don't care about checking their Facebook. I don't care about none of that because I don't see them as, as long-term anyway. You see what I'm saying? So, so I, so I was saying is, how do you tell the difference between a, between a situation like that and a situation where a guy is just secure, where he still doesn't care about you know, who's hitting you up on your phone, doesn't care about your Facebook, doesn't care about any of that, because to me, those two guys would look very similar. Exactly. I, was about, I was just about to say that, because yeah. I mean, that, they're almost That's one of the question. same. It would be a more of a comparison or a contrast if the other guy was a whack job, you know, <laughs> and he's like, girl, who you calling? Or like, who you texting? 
They're like, oh, you can't take selfies. You can take ushies, but you can't take selfies. You know, whatever. That's a new word. You can take ushies. Yeah, so 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 it's just like, how can a chick tell if she's dealing with a secure guy that actually sees her long term, or a guy that just really doesn't care about her like that? I think that's Judy. I think yeah, you just have to ask. I, I mean, you have to just come on ask. I think Stevie Wonder said it the best in his song. You will know. You will Uh-oh. know. You can tell because it's going to be an unwavering, constant kind of love there. There's going to be a this very different from what we have described earlier with the insanity part. He will be slightly insanity. I mean, he will be slightly insane, but it will be to the point to where he is comfortable and he's going to make you secure. Once he locks that security in, you will know. You will know immediately. You know, there won't be any any doubts about that. And, yes, those other elements of the jealousy and, and is, a, is a part of it, but he's going to make that commitment. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a constant, like he's going to be very consistent in his actions, and you'll be able to get to know him better. And that will be that, that will be your mate. That will be your soulmate. Okay. Like for me, I mean, I've 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 personally, you know, kept chicks around for a year, year and a half. You know what I mean? So a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else well, are you doing with these chicks besides having sex with them and maybe throwing them <laughs> a steak too? I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, like like we'll chill, we'll go out, and you know, what I'm saying yeah. and stuff like that. What are you so, them out for? Because uh, sometimes I want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> you could be sending mixed messages. That's another thing. Let me tell you something. You know what a lot of these Saturday night killings are all about? <laughs> bullshit. Saturday night, really? Okay. Yeah, a lot of them are about bullshit. You have done something so ridiculous, and you have strung someone along, and then all of a sudden they see you with somebody else, and you're like, whoa, you wait a minute. with their emotions. Play right. with their emotions. We were just kicking it, so what you tripping for? And it's like, damn, we've been together a year. You've taken me out, you've thrown steak at me, you know, and, you know, you threw some really? jazz at me, and, um, you know, we had great sex, and then all of a sudden it's nothing? Come on. Do you tell yes, them that, that exactly, you don't want Exactly, because that's how dudes do. That's how dudes do. Like, like it can be nothing for a whole year. Oh, wow. Nothing oh, or it can be okay, or crazy. Oh God! <laughs> or it could be something for a whole year. It could be yeah, something but, for wow. a whole year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but but how do how does a chick tell the difference between the guy that's just you know stringing her along versus the guy that's actually serious about her if they both ex- exhibit the same secure behaviors? I think more than okay. Yes, please security. you help me. I think it's more to it than security. Um, from what I've been told, as far as how when know when a guy is in them, it's something that they just feel. All right, it's um, it's almost like um, when you're in that person's presence, there's a certain warmth that comes with it. Um, you can tell the person who's in you and may not 
necessarily have a problem or is not the jealous type as opposed to a person who is, you know, more or less just doesn't care. You know, I mean, yeah. there, there, are other, there are other ways that people show signs they don't care. Um, you know, they may not be jealous of who's calling your phone up. Right. There, there's more to it than just, um, than just being around them or even going out because you can feel it. At least I can feel when a guy is just fucking with me or when he really is caring about me. First of all, I can tell by the conversation that we're having, uh, no pun intended, but I can tell um, <laughs> by, you know, by the things that we share with each other um, and the types of, of conversations that we have together. Um, there are some definite signs that a woman should be looking for, such as have I met his family, have I met his friends, how do they react around me, and um, things like that. Um, and availability. Now, is this right, person available for you? If the person is, it doesn't seem like they're trying to break their neck to see you, then you know, I should say something too. Because a person who doesn't care about you is like, if I see you, I see you. If I don't, I don't. Because you're just something to do. But if someone that wants to be with you or whatever, they're finding ways to be with. Exactly. That's true. That is very true. I, I got. I got it. If you yeah. had. If that person is into, like, you know, he's just not that into you, if that person is really into you, they will make a way. They will find, they will, they will part the Red Sea themselves to come see you. If they got to, if, look, if they got to choose between eating cornflakes and buying a plane ticket, guess where they're going? They'll buy cornflakes when they get here. That's how serious it is. They'll ask you for some cornflakes. Man, some cornflakes. I'm just saying. Cornflakes. Okay. But then, then there's, there's still that, there's still that you're good enough to chill with. So it's, Mm. and, and, and sometimes, right, so us guys, we may get in a lazy spell where it's like, well, I got her, so I don't really feel like, Hustling, you know, trying to hustle up some more chicks. So I'm gonna just chill with her hustle for a good little while, huh? You are quite a catch. Conversations. I no, no. So, <laughs> so, 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 so to her, to her, it feels like oh, a relationship is about to pop off because we see because it seems like we spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm just like uh, I just don't feel like going out and getting the chicks. <laughs> you are so. <laughs> okay. Well, um, hopefully we're not. Well, actually, most women run into guys like you, um, and I don't know when this is Dang. taught. I'm not curious. I don't know when this is taught to men. Um, maybe you, you know they put them all together when they're in uh, grade school after gym class or something. But you tell most <laughs> men know how to act around women. They know how to manipulate to get what they want. They they will lie through their teeth about how much they care about them, how much they love them, depending on the woman that they're sitting with. If if they feel that this woman is going to have to hear, I love you or I care about you or whatever, then that's what he'll say and or do, even though he doesn't feel it. I mean, that that is one thing that will drive a woman freaking crazy. And you wonder why we're crazy. You call us, she's just a crazy bitch. I mean, well, um, you made me that way. <laughs> this is why I, I have an ice pick and I am fucking up your tires.
tires. This is why this is happening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, right. yeah, but it's like 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 you're good enough you're good enough to chill with, but you're not good enough to 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 take it to that next level with. I mean, are you saying this to these women? Are you saying, look, don't be surprised, don't don't get too excited, you know, about you know Outback or something, uh, because <laughs> I just want to eat <laughs> and cheddar biscuits. Yeah, I, don't, I just want some cheddar biscuits. Don't don't get too excited about the lobster or nothing like that. But <laughs> you know, do you say this to them, or you just let them go ahead and think whatever they want to think, and you just hope they're enjoying themselves? I mean, me personally, I just let them think what they want to think. But I mean, like like after after six months of talking, you know what I'm saying? Like me and you ain't got no pictures of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? It's just oh, it's chilling. You should get yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 you probably met some of my friends, you know what I'm saying? But you haven't met any of my family, you know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to meet the family, not the friends. The friends are on your side, they, they know the deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, I, okay. I'm like this. I'm like this. If, if it's to a point where you're meeting my siblings and, like, relatives, people I share blood with, <laughs> then you're pretty doggone special. Mm-hmm. If I'm hiding you from every member of my family, yeah, not so much. Because, <laughs> because at that point, I'm like, I just don't want to go public with you because whatever it is I want to keep private, I want to keep private between us or whatever it is. So we can exactly. even sit here and watch Netflix. But, you know, I can, we can go to my, my sister's house and watch Netflix. But... If I just want to watch Netflix at my place, and then when it's over, you get to get out or stay, whatever you want to do, then that's fine. But you know, I we we do have to we do do some mixed signals sometimes. The fellows do. I, I will admit, I'm 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 throwing yeah, my but... man card on the table. Pow! There it is. <laughs> hey hey hey! But Facebook Facebook is is the IPO platform for uh for relationships. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the like. IPO. Yeah, like, 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 pretty much, pretty much, we do our initial public offering on Facebook. So, if if you're not on Facebook, if you're not on his Facebook, y'all, y'all should still private. Ain't no IPO well, you know happens. That's actually that's actually a very good point you just brought up. That's another part of the new age craziness about Facebook. Now, do you think? Yeah, do you think that? Let's say you started. You actually started dating someone you're you're you know you're together your boyfriend and girlfriend whatever you want to call it um and you go to their facebook page and they still have single on there or it's complicated <laughs> i love that one um yeah are you going to be pissed off at your mate and i'll ask you q first do you think that they should be changing their status just because i'm upset no, just because you two are together now, you're at, you made it official. Should you change your status on your Facebook page? I did that once, and I I wouldn't do that again. Um, the only way I'm changing my status again is is to like maybe engaged or married. Um, I just think it's too much back and forth sometimes because I mean anything can happen. So I just believe in leaving mine single. You can look at the pictures. I mean, we're not filing taxes together, so legally we're single. 
you can look at the pictures and see that I'm with someone. And when that person is no longer in my album, then you know the deal. But until I actually pop the question or we get married, that status is going to stay the same. Okay. I agree with him on that one. What about you, Judy? I agree. Do you, do you I think agree. I, yeah. No, I I agree with him. I agree absolutely. That's correct. Look, that don't is, don't, I mean, don't rock the, the no don't rock the boat. Okay, just don't rock the boat. That is the most petty thing on the planet. Okay, changing Facebook status. That, yeah. I mean, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I gotta I gotta go with I gotta go with two because it's like okay, if we're just dating. Man, stop. I'm not changing my freaking Facebook status just because we went out a few times and we're like, to, as a couple, we're going to parties in public. I'm not changing my Facebook status. Chances are you're going to like everything I say anyway. <laughs> so even if I said, guess what, I took a dump at 820, like, just to claim it. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, if people are going to know, because people, we go around market, we mark territory on Facebook as it is. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Well, so like, you, you, almost, you almost really don't even need to change your relationship. Status. People, you just take a poll and see who's liking all your pictures. It could be a picture you well, dead ass tired in the morning. It could be some crazy person who just loves you. So they're just liking everything. Well, or well, they may be just a regular person well, that's who just true. Happens, that's true. happens to like your whatever you're posting. What do you say, conversation? Yeah, but I mean, Are you changing your... um? Your status, and I don't, I don't even why I'm asking, uh, you, but I'll just. My, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've been in a relationship since October, and oh, my you? girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, so. Real? Yeah. And my. And, and and my girlfriend, she just hit my Facebook this month, so it's been like eight or nine months, wow. and she just hit my Facebook. Wow! Congratulations. Did she have to search? Did she have to search for you, or did you just give it to her? Right. <laughs> did she do a search? For, did she do a search for conversation, or did you just give her the link? You just made a page. I, I have a fe- I have a yeah, feeling yeah. she just had to do a search for you, like on Google conversations. Blah. Oh, that's a Facebook page. I'm just saying. I'm just feeling like she had to like search you for real, like Google you. No, 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 like, no, no, no. Like, like for me, you know what I'm saying? I. Me, me personally, I don't do it when it's new because I don't know if it's going to last or not. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't want to be changing the status and then two months later changing it again. You know what I mean? Like So so for me, for a long time, it just didn't have anything for for a relationship. Yeah, I don't think I have anything on mine. I don't know what I have, but I don't think I do. Um, I'm, I'm about, an anomaly. But what about... When, yeah, I changed mine to ask. When you have right. a... Um, when you have someone who comes onto your page and starts liking different things or commenting, do you want to know who that person is if, they're, if you've never met them before or this is, you know, your girl's page and then all of a sudden you see some guy liking some stuff or whatever? Do you want to know who that is? So do you, like, troll their Facebook and Instagram? Nope. No, it ain't that serious, man, because it's... Because that just opens up a whole different category of worms at that point. Because it could be someone that literally just probably loves you from afar or, or like a fan or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just saying. I think it's, I think it's different for men than it is for women. Because men will go through and like your pages you know, and like your pictures because they're thirsty. 
you know, and they're just trying to holler. Um, I think it might be a little different for, for women. I don't think they really do it like men do. But I don't care about guys who may like her pictures or something like that. I care about how she responds to it. Now, if she, you know, I mean, it's one thing to say thank you or whatever. Someone says you look gorgeous or something like that. But it's another thing if you're, like, replying with kissy faces and, oh, my God, and, you know, hearts in your eyes and stuff like that. If you don't, if you give the illusion that, you know, you're encouraging the person, then I I would have a problem with her and not the dudes. Okay. Yeah, well, for well for me, when when I finally accepted my girl as my friend, I went through her Facebook simply because simply because uh, you know me and her are, are are now tying our public images together. You know what I mean? Oh no! Uh, are, are you are, you, are you coming together? Are you gonna have a Facebook page together? Is that what you mean? No. No, 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 no. But, oh, but wait a minute. No, no, but 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 since since I'm not tied tied to her saying that I'm in a relationship, you see what I'm saying? Now her page is also a reflection of me. You see what I'm uh, saying? It's kinda like a kinda like a credit mm. score. Say what? Kinda like a credit score when you're married. You yeah, know, your yeah, your credit so, score is, is your credit score is jacked up, it's gonna reflect on her. I got you. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So why? Why? Why is that? So for me, it's kind of like okay, if uh, if somebody comes to my page and oh, this is a girlfriend, and then clicks on her page, right, and then mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying? When when I met her, she's classy, but like she got all these old ratchet ass pictures up. You know what I'm saying? Of all kind of ratchet, doing all kind of ratchet shit. Oh, so she got taking stuff down. Yeah, yeah. Then, then that then that reflects poorly on me because it's like, damn, I recently went and got don't went and got with old ratchet ass chick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so like to okay. me, like like to me, I kind of I kind of look at it as as yeah, it's old pictures from when you were young or whatever. You know, twenty two, twenty three, having fun, blah blah blah. That's fine. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the pictures, right? But what I'm saying is it's inappropriate for a thirty-year-old classy uh, calls call herself classy woman to have ratchet photos of you. Know I'm just like you're too grown for that. This is your public image, and my public image is connected to yours. You know I'm, I'm just like, what if Michelle Obama, you know, had a Facebook and had all kind of ratchet ass pictures up from when she was twenty-two or twenty-three? You know what I'm saying? It's like, 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 like Obama wouldn't have made it to the presidency if, if you know twerk videos of Michelle Obama came came out. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. I think he would have made it anyway. (laughs) That would be kind of cool. Oh, jeez. All right. So um, we'll get into what do you do um, if you are going a little nuts and you notice that you're a little off or your friends keep telling you what you are. The first thing you should do is um, get a friend's take. You should ask your friend if you feel like you are a little... Um, you're going a little crazy, you're, you know, you're out there, you know, you're alone at midnight in a car, you know, staring up at his window, um, things like that, that I've Damn. never done, of course. <laughs> but, staring up at a window. Staring. Hey! Yeah, well, you know, anyway, um, I've, I've heard people have done that. Um, you Lurking. should talk to your, your trusted pal, 
about how off the wall you've been feeling and ask, you know, them to step in. But you have to be careful about your friends and which you have to choose the right one to ask advice about certain things about because you could ask the wrong friend and she will give you pointers on how to stalk correctly um, oh, or, yeah. give you, or give you pointers on how to get, grab his key and get it made so you can get in there and see what's going on when, you, when he's at work. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so Been there, done have, that. You have to be careful about your friends and, and who do you tell what. So, um, and you know, here's another thing that I've heard a lot from women. And Judy, maybe you can speak to this. Um, I've heard a lot from women saying, don't uh, talk too much about your man um, in front of your girlfriends. Have you ever heard that before and believe in that? Oh, yes, I absolutely believe that certain things should be kept between you, yourself, and that particular mate. Um, Mm -hmm. Depending on your relationship, as you said, with this friend, or acquaintance. An acquaintance should not know those details because everyone that's your acquaintance may not ever end up as your friend. And your friends, if you are a mature woman, you would have learned who who is down for you and who's not down for you, but still, at the, at even your best friend, you wouldn't want to give that best friend intimate details about your relationship. That's a, that's another thing that I've learned over the years is, is preservation because you never know when that person may snap, you know, and, and then just go, you know, be a listening ear and trying to get all the information that they can so they can sabotage your relationship. That right. happens quite frequently. But a smart woman... And in a secure relationship, any secure woman will know this. A mature woman would never, never give all of those information out. The, the younger girls, they're going to do it. They, they have hazard, so they're going to do it. They're immature, so they're going to they're going to share, you know, information. And sometimes, you know, like men, I'm sure the men can attest to this. They, you know, compare when they're younger, mm-hmm. different various aspects of the relationship. So, yes, as you're older, you definitely don't want to do that, you know, uh, give out that information. Certain things and should be kept private. Um, you know, we did this and we did that. You know, social events, that's okay, but, you know, intimate details. Mm-hmm. Because, they're, you know, jealousy and uh, can can prevail. You know, you never know, like you when that person, your best friend for all these years, may mm-hmm. you know take a liking to your your uh, your boyfriend or your husband, you can't do that. I mean, a lot of times you're married, you feel like, oh, I got him. We're secure. Our relationship is nope. secure. Nothing can come in between us. No. Yes, you know, there's always that temptation that's out there. So you don't want to do anything to entertain um, the idea or to bridge the gap of communication that will allow anything like that to happen, and they must keep, I say, keep your girlfriends at a distance. I say, tell your girlfriends that he has a small penis, but he has a great personality. That's why you love him so much. (laughs) 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 Say, girl, yeah, he is so funny, but, ooh, he is just not as big as some of the other ones I've been with, but he, he nice, girl, he nice. (laughs) <laughs> Are you serious? Did you just really say that? Yep, and you hold up your little pinky and say, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. So, it's so like you go, that. oh, okay. 
It's a, oh yeah, that imprint that you see in his pants. Oh, that's just a, a jock strap. That's, it's a sock. I'm not. A, that's a sock. That's something I told him to get. You know, to help him out. Uh, <laughs> all right. One of the other Viagra. One of the things you can do is create some space between you and the guy. Like we were talking about that earlier. If you, things are getting too too much, you know, too soon, too overwhelming or whatever, you feel yourself losing yourself, then create some space between you. I mean, take a break, you know, from them. You know, it's always good, you know, like I think Conversations was talking about, of course, the fact of, you know, having all these different girls or whatever. The thing to do is you can't be with the same one too often. That's another problem. You know, remember, we get all these chemicals rolling around in our head, these endorphins and everything, and we literally get hooked like a drug on that person. So you have to put space in between the times that you sleep with them so they kind of, all those endorphins go out of their body for you. Because it's, it's, you know, when you are having sex with someone and you are ejaculating, it's not just inside. You say, well, I wear rubber. But um, it's when you're when you're kissing, all that stuff, you are you are exchanging body fluids, and that's where a lot of those endorphins, all that stuff, gets kicked in, and the smells of you. That's why they want you, and not just oh, I, you can just be with somebody else. No, I don't want anybody else. I want him <laughs> because they have become addicted <laughs> to you, and it's a very no, it's, no. it's a chemical thing. No, what about pheromones? Have have you all heard about pheromones? Yeah, and yeah, that same. that some people are just attracted to certain people, and mm-hmm. for no reason because of the pheromones. And, and again, this is a chemical thing that goes on in the brain. Right. And um, Crystal, what do you think about the pheromones and and how that what what role does the pheromones have in dating and you know picking this fine guy over here versus this fine guy over here? Do you think it's all about the eyes, about the look? you know, the personality, or in what role do you think the pheromones play in that? Well, a lot of it, that is just, that comes from just your your general, that's what we produce in order to attract the other mate, and all animals have, you know, something similar, that we give off, like a smell, uh, like it's a musky smell, and things like that. That's what we give off in order to cause, you know, the uh, body to react to the other person to, you know, when you feel that tingling inside and you get, you know, get your heat goes up inside of you and things like that, that causes you to, um, that's what that is, the pheromones. Yeah, I went to a club one night and I I can, this guy smells so good that I, it was 20 years ago, but I can still remember how he smelled. He had on Dracar mixed with his I love Dracar. <laughs> oh, Dracar? my God. I can't, yeah, Dracar, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. That was back in the day, back in the day. Back in the day, back in the day. But I can still remember that smell. I can remember, mm-hmm. still remember how he smelled that night when we were dancing to Luther Vandross. Well, yeah, I can remember that. <laughs> to Luther Vandross. That, wait, 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 wait. Hold Big Luther or Little Luther? At 1 o'clock. <laughs> Is that Big Luther or Little Luther? Because we got to know, because, I mean, I need Big Luther if you're going to dance with him. Big Luther, yeah, not Little Luther. Luther. This was Big Luther, yes. Luther okay, Vandross. all right, all right. Okay. Any of you guys, Q, uh, conversations you want to talk about the pheromones and the uh, hormones? See, you have to remember that when you're having sex with somebody or even kissing someone, you are exchanging body fluid. This is a very chemical thing. What do you think about that? I guess. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just went woof, right over your head. I mean, I, I I guess it can be biological. Um, I think I don't know. I mean, I know women have like a very heightened sense of smell, a lot more so than men. So I can understand how a man's scent can really in, intoxicate them, so to speak, and a man may not pick up on it as much because our sense of smell is just not good. But um, I, I mean that's that's really deep. I do think that um, anytime you exchange bodily fluids, that it does. That's kind of the becoming one, you know, and how the, all that works. And so I can see how it's a chemical and an emotional connection that's just kind of difficult for me to put into words right now, as you can tell. Well, the only thing I can think of regarding that is because I can't think of anything else. I mean, when I think of exchanging body fluids, the first thing I think of is just everything going on on a cellular level, uh, mm-hmm. a microscopic level, wow. whatever goes on, you know, during that particular time. And I can only think cellular. I, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Well, there's a lot going on. See, that's the whole thing. You know, that's why there's so many um, biblical laws in in every religion about relationships. And um, even the process of of getting involved with someone, you know, the process of dating and meeting them and all that, and then getting married and then having children and all that kind of stuff, there's a process for it because once you – become bonded with that person this is a lot of it is just simply it's biological we are meant to bond and once that happens it's very hard to break those bonds but there's a reason for that you know there's a reason because we hopefully you get married and you have children and you need to be bonded in order to raise those children together and the man goes out and he you know hunts for the lion or something and then you know the woman needs to be able to be there and take care of the children i mean those are those are things that certain processes that are supposed to happen and and the whole idea of not having sex before you um get married you know a lot of that has to do with the, just the physical um chemicals that we have in our body because it bonds us and also the the mere fact of things like um having sex with someone you're not supposed to um having sex like with a family member, rape, all those kinds of things, they completely destroy a person because it's, you know, things aren't meant, they're meant to be a certain way. And so, I mean, I just, all I can say for people is just, just take a look at it and um, maybe read up on it because there's a reason why we get very territorial. There's a reason why we become so jealous and we become so involved with this one person you know when people like i said when people say you can just go find somebody else and yeah maybe you know you can you go on you move on you find someone else but you still you can never sometimes you never get over this particular person you're like why is that you know even though you've moved on you got married you had other relationships but this one person you really can't get over maybe two or whatever oh yeah like 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 not to cut you off but like, is it kind of like? What about Denzel Washington? I can't get over him. I never will get over him. I still get Are butterflies. I, I feel euphoric. Well, I can't I get over Dwayne Johnson. All his and movies. I'm so I'm glad that he I watch his movies. It's just amazing. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like, uh, you know, like, 
the more and more people you have sex with, the less and less you're able uh, to bond or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's why. Point. You know what I'm saying? But that's also why no love is stronger than your your first love. So every love after that, with you call yourself in love, this is just a little bit weaker and weaker and weaker. Yeah, no, that's true. No, no, I, I believe that's that. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Once you, once you, the first time you truly fall in love, not the puppy love or the whatever, but really right. you were in love. That, that first love, that, yeah, that's hard to break. And um, I think if okay, anybody but, okay. Can, well, here's another question: Can you yeah. do that more than once? Because yeah. oh, you mean having? I mean, and I'm not, uh, okay, that's yeah, because I believe you can. Yeah. I believe you, you can. There's not. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking puppy love can. and. Can what? I really think that, that you can be and you can have a true love, and more than one true love. Not necessarily simultaneously, but in succession or consecutively. You know, hmm. I, you know. I'm not talking about puppy love. I'm not talking about like you know, your IG crush. I'm talking about like you know like. This is like just me and her. Like I can Tina. One. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the that whole kind thing of thing. about having the one. So you yeah. you you're saying that there could be more than one soulmate? I don't believe that. Oh, soulmate. Oh, I don't believe. Yeah. I don't believe in soulmate. I don't believe in soulmate. Yeah. You don't believe in you soulmate. Don't believe in soulmates whatsoever. I do not believe in soulmate. Nope. Okay. Why not? Because I, I don't think it's. Yeah. I believe that you have a lifetime partner. There's some lifetime partner out there for you. But I don't get. I don't think it's at a soul level. Oh, okay. I, I've, I've never believed. I, that. I absolutely believe you can have more than one soulmate. Uh, um, and the reason being is because I mean, out of all the billions of people on this planet, there's no way you're going to get me to believe that only one was meant for me. Um, there are millions, well, not millions. There are probably hundreds of thousands of people who fit or are compatible to each and every one of us, it's a matter of us finding it. The hard part is the timing of it all. You finding the person who may be right for you. You may have met, your, you know, 50 soulmates, but maybe 30 of them were married or, you know, just the timing of it, or they were involved in a relationship or you were involved in a relationship. But there are many people out there for us. It's a matter of the timing to work out right, and then coming together and having the communication to understand that you're meant for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to uh, the uh, other guy's point about about the true love in in succession. Me personally, I only believe that that could happen if you feel like the second person that you're falling in love with is just as good or a little bit better than. Than the last person that she was in love with. And it's not a rebound, and you're not going on the rebound. Yeah. Mm, right, yeah. Yeah, I um I do believe in soulmates. Um I believe um but I believe a little differently. I believe that you can have several soulmates, but not all of them are love mates. I think that you can um have people in your life that are truly your friends that you love deeply. Um, male or female, whatever. Um, even your even your children may not necessarily be one of your soulmates, actually. But you can have a bond with one of your children, or more, or your sisters, or brothers, or f- people you've met. Um, and maybe, and it doesn't matter if you they were together 
you were with them a very long time. You, you know, you could have met someone and you learned a lot from them and you only knew them for just a few days or, you know, or you met them, by, you know, in passing or whatever. Because um, there's something about them. You don't know what it is, but there was something about that person that really drew you to them. Um, but I believe, I personally believe there's only one heartmate. And that is considered, as one of the soulmates, is your heartmate. And some people never meet this person. I, I, I think that it's, it's tragic if you never m- have ever met that person in your life and had that experience. Um, I've already had that experience. But I think that um, someone after that, even though you've had your heartmate and maybe they died or whatever, or you two weren't together or timing or whatever, and I think you can still be in love and fall in love again and have a great relationship with a person and, and be very bonded to them, but they may not necessarily be your heartmate. Um, but the, I don't know. The soulmate thing is very, is you know, is so many different opinions about that. And I think you oh, have to, to like, have experienced yeah. it in order to really understand it. Well, to me, like love, love, or love is like you know, like stars, right? Like um, some stars burn fast and bright. You know what I mean? Like, like you love someone and and it, it's it's over, mm-hmm. and then some stars burn dull and long. Right, so, so for me, like, to me, like long, like, like people think, oh well, you know, being married fifty years is the move, you know what I mean? But it's, it's like to me, there's a, there's a difference between longevity and, and actual happiness, right? So yeah. your path, your path of, of maximum happiness may be being married for ten years to this person, and then. Um, you know what I'm saying, leaving that person and then getting married to somebody else for another 10, 15 years versus being married to this one person and you're kind of miserable for 25 years. It's like, yeah, yeah, I've been together a long time, but, you know, right. you haven't maximized right. your happiness. And sometimes you hear that a lot, too, from people who've been together for 50 years and you say, how did that happen? How did you do it? And then they they may even tell you, well, yeah, he was a great man and we were together a long time, your granddad, but I really loved someone else before him, <laughs> and that didn't work. Or <laughs> didn't it, you know? It didn't. We didn't. We weren't able to stay together or whatever. But I met your dad, and we had a, a wonderful life together. But you know, her heart was with this other person. So that happens a lot, you know, because sometimes yeah, marriage, so marriage is more than just love. A lot of times, I don't. I don't even know if if true love could even could last of that long. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've never had that before, of course, obviously. But um I mean, marriage marriage isn't about love. It's about, you right. know, good in the family and all that kind of stuff for for for, yeah. for longevity. I agree. I agree. And that's that I think that's what happens with a lot of people who get married. They think it's going to be this honeymoon that's going to last forever when that's not really the case. So, and those who've been married, they can, and I've been married too, but whatever. Um, for those who've really been married, you can speak to that. But, um, but for people I've watched who've been together a very long time, it's much, much more than just the sex, romance, love thing. It's much more than that. Yeah, because they get played out when the bills come rolling in. Somebody ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end.
end the show. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you, Judy, for calling in. Thank you, Q. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Conversations, for dropping in um, and stepping up from the chat room. Cool, cool. Love that. And um, next week, uh, we are going to talk about what we were going to talk about the week before, um, but I had to change it because of... Um, the trending topic that was on the thing. Uh, online dating, is it safer now or is it the norm? So we're going to get into that next week. And want to make sure that you guys remember to go to julialoggins.com. And remember, you can download her book for free. And her book is It Takes Guts to Be Happy. You can download it today and tomorrow um, on Amazon.com. Just if you have Kindle, you just kind of search it on your Kindle, and um, and then download that for free. And then uh, also make sure that you tune in on Saturdays for the weekend edition. And if you ever have any kind of um, anything you want to make requests or kind of songs you want to hear on the show, then uh, let me know. And uh, we don't have any. I don't think we have any interviews coming up this weekend, but. Um, listen anyway and if you're just chilling you don't know what else you want to do just always turn on the weekend edition of the show and you can just listen to music and that's it i have the best tunes and best sounds <laughs> all right guys all right guys thank you so much for tuning in tonight and we will see you next week and i am going to go out with my man kenny loggins <laughs> i'm all right i'm gonna play the whole song because i totally love that song thanks guys yes. Peace. Good night. Two fingers. See ya.
was created, written, and hosted by Crystal Hickerson. It is produced and co-hosted by Andre Saunders. The Crystal Show is owned and operated by Trinity Productions. For more information on the show, please visit thecrystalshow.com. Thank you for listening.